Hey everyone, welcome to the I Dare You podcast. This podcast is all about you, helping you reach the big goals you have in your life and to help you answer the question, who are you becoming and what next steps do you need to take to get there? I am your host, Darren Johnson, and I am so glad you're here, grateful that you're tuning in because today we are joined by Noelle Jett here on episode three. Noelle, uh, what a delight it was to get to know her. She is a busy mom. She's a social media influencer. And she is also, by the way, she has designed and built and decorated a 3,700-square-foot custom farmhouse by hand. Now, she and her husband, Daniel, and her whole family, they are the jet set. And millions of you are following their journey on Instagram and on TikTok. I think you're going to have fun learning more about where they've been and where Noelle is taking things in the future. As you're listening to Noelle, you're going to hear so many great insights I'd like for you to consider just for a moment, though, about just how real and authentic you are being in your own life. Do your own self-assessment. And what would happen if you were to just own it more about who you truly are and the talents you've been given and just how that might serve the world in ways that you haven't done before? You'll hear some themes that I think in this conversation, and I hope this message encourages you. So now, everyone, here is episode three, and here is Noelle Jett. So, Noelle, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today and talk about our journey and share all the things that we have learned along the way. There's some construction going across from me. Can you hear that, like, to the point that it bothers you? Not, not a bit. Okay. I, think it, I think it adds to the character of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> So let's let's go there, Noel. I don't want to waste any more time here. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story. Many people know who you are and your story, but there may be a few who don't. So tell us about who you are. Absolutely. So really the important part starts almost four years ago now. So February of 2018. So I'll set the scene a little bit. My husband and I at that point had been married for eight years, but when we met, one of the first things he really told me as we, you know, kind of knew we were getting married and that that's where this relationship was heading was that he had had this lifelong dream of building his own house with his own hands. And we actually found some paperwork later on of some things he had written in high school. And it was four dreams for his life. One of them was to have a large family with lots of kids, get married. And I don't remember what the other one was, but the third one was to build his own house with his own hands. So it's definitely been something he'd always dreamt about. And I just loved the idea. My dad had always been a DIY kind of person. So I, I thought it was fabulous. Like, that's a great idea. Let's make it happen. We did not know that it was going to take seven years to bring to fruition. <laughs> it oh, took, wow. He was self-employed. So we took that seven-year period to grow our business to a point that it could sustain a build. And we looked for land, which is just where we are. It's hard to find good land. Not everyone understands that, but that's just part of living in Florida. A lot of low-lying things. Um, it's just, it's hard to find it. So we looked for land and we dreamed. We made plans. We looked at floor plans, house plans, exterior elevations, like just dreamt about someday this thing happening. And finally found the land, got our plans ready. We're getting ready to start. We closed on the loan in March of 2018. So this is a month before we close on the loan. And we're looking on architecturaldesigns.com, which is where we got the floor plan that we based our home on. 
and they had added a client album. And that's kind of where they share pictures of other people that have built the similar floor plan. And they had added a new one since we had looked last. And it had a little note that you could go see more of this home on Instagram. Well, at this point, I had not left my house in two years. I had a newborn son that was a absolute handful. Like it just wasn't even worth going anywhere. Um, so I was very removed from social media. I had no idea like social media marketing, influencers, like that was just not in my realm of thought whatsoever. But I thought, okay, cool. She's on Instagram. Let me go look. So I went and found her account and she had 20,000 followers. And all she had done was shared this house that they had built. So I thought, well, you know, we're going to be doing the work, most of this work ourselves. So that kind of gives us a unique spin. Maybe, maybe people would be interested in watching us do this. So maybe I could start an Instagram account and share this journey. And, you know, maybe I could get like 5,000 followers by the time we get done building this thing. And, you know, maybe I could use it for something. That was just kind of my general thinking, right? Yeah, yeah. So February started this Instagram account. No expectations, no idea what this would, what, what this box was starting for us. So fast forward to July of the same year and... Mind you, not only are we doing all the work ourselves, but we're literally just pinching pennies, right? Like trying to do as many DIYs, repurpose materials, like scouring Facebook marketplace for things that we could put into this bill. Like how can we make this thing beautiful yet as inexpensive as possible, right? Um, so fast forward to July and I get a DM from a, a door company. And I think I had around... 20,000 followers at this time. So I had done pretty well from the beginning. Yeah, um, it is good. And yeah. So I got this DM and they said, hey, um, we're looking for a modern farmhouse being built in the state of Florida to put some doors on. So I looked up the company and they did exterior doors. I was like, okay, well, we've, you know, we've got what, one, two, three exterior doors in the house. Like, that'd be kind of cool. And then they write me back and they're like, no, actually, we're launching interior doors too. So we want to offer you every single door in your entire house. <laughs> nice. And these, like regular doors. These were like, um, you know, solid core, like chalkboards on them, glass, like just <laughs> the most beautiful doors I've ever seen in my life. I think the total ended up being $70,000 worth of doors. You're kidding me. No, dead serious. <sighs> and they were like, yeah, this, we just want to give them to you. And when I tell you, <laughs> Daniel and I were like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so completely just opened our minds to something that we did not even know existed. We had always been, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit, think outside the box, find ways to make things happen. But this is something we just didn't even know about. We didn't even consider this a possibility. But now that we did, that became our goal. Like what if they might be willing to work with us, who else might be interested in working with us? So for the next year, I focused on providing value to people, growing our account by, you know, interacting and sharing our journey with people while also trying to make contact with as many brands as possible so that we could work with them on our home wow. and ended up totaling over $500,000 worth of materials, products, trips, like all these different things into our home, turned what would have been 
you know, a, a nice, but probably even unfinished in some areas. Like we kind of just thought we'd get it finished, move in, and then we could, you know, redo things or make things nicer over the next five years. Instead, we moved into a home that was quite literally book worthy. <laughs> wow. So that was the start of this leg of our journey and completely changed our lives, changed the trajectory of our lives, where we were headed, our goals, our aspirations, and set us on the path that we are currently on. So that's kind of our change, our life-changing story in a nutshell. <laughs> Isn't that amazing how that one, that one step, right, of yeah. getting out of your comfort zone a bit, and who knows what's around the, what's around the corner, but sometimes it just takes that, that step and taking actions. And you are not then um, <laughs> you didn't go to college on how to be a social media influencer or whatever. Oh, Isn't that something? I didn't know how to do a thing. I literally thought Instagram was some, this is what I use Instagram for, to put filters on my pictures of my kids so I could go put them on Facebook. That was the extent of my knowledge of social media. So mm. literally I knew nothing. Well, li listen, let's go back then. Now that you let's go back in time. You're, you're, you're now savvy. You're wise. Let's go back to 2018, knowing, uh, knowing what, you know, what would you do differently? Um, what would you do differently if you, if you had the chance? Honestly, nothing. Like I'm a firm believer in things work out how they're supposed to work out and just having faith, putting your best foot forward, giving it your all. And I'm always big on saying that hard work is not, does not always equal success. There's many people that just, oh, hard work, you work hard, you're gonna, you're gonna succeed. Hard work is a key. And I think that that definitely played a massive role in everything that happened, but just putting yourself in the right position and giving it your all and allowing those opportunities to come to you is what we did. And I absolutely would do the same thing if I was starting over again today. So Noelle, you and Daniel uh, used to hard work. I mean, what was what was life like before um, having Instagram followers and a new farmhouse and um, TikTok, millions on TikTok? What was life like before that? And how has that really made you appreciate and being grateful for what you have? Well, if you back up even a little bit further, I was raised in the foothills of Missouri, the Ozark Mountains in extreme poverty. I had four brothers. We lived in a tiny little house that was, you know, probably a few boards away from condemnation when we moved in. My dad uh, was a pastor most of his life in a very extremist religious church and lots of rules and regulations. I mean, honestly, I call it a cult a lot of times because that's essentially what it was and just didn't know that there was life outside of that. Like that, it was a very sheltered. We had no friends outside of that community. So for me, any of this is just like, look, you know, you compare it to how my childhood was and it's like just night and day, just absolute contrasting. So when I met Daniel, anything is better, you know, than what, how I grew up. So I was, I was content even when we were living in a camper because we got married, lived in a camper for two years. We decided that that was a sacrifice we were going to make so that we could um, focus on his business, keep our expenses as low as possible and hopefully come out on the other side. That was our goal. And it absolutely wow. worked out, but it was definitely a sacrifice for two years with two little kids in a you know tiny little camper, cooking our meals on a little griddle. And <laughs> it was, it was intense. And then um, we moved into another rental house that we were in for almost seven years. 
and worked hard. Daniel worked hard in his business. I worked hard behind the scenes, helping him in his business, you know, doing anything we could to get ahead, grow his company. But, you know, there are plenty of times that you go to check out of the grocery store and, you know, pray your debit card goes through. Like, did, did Daniel have some business expenses today that I'm unaware of? And like, please just let this card go through. Yep. Um, plenty of times like that as we scrounged and fought our way um, to just a stable point so that we could do the build. And the build was honestly a stretch for us. Like that was going to be something that definitely pushed us out of our comfort zone and pushed us to work harder so that we could afford it. It was definitely something that was going to be a stretch for us. And some people told us we were stupid. Like you guys are insane. Instead of starting off your first ever build with like, you know, a nice little rectangle, 1800 square foot home, like, no, we're doing a 3,700, like crazy, <laughs> you know, juts and <laughs> all this crazy stuff everywhere. And, you know, it was a big, it was something very big to jump into. And honestly, it could have easily gone the other way. It definitely could have been like a sink or swim kind of thing. And thankfully we, we swam very well, but it was a risk, a, ma- a major risk. Boy. And it was very scary. Honestly, it was very scary to jump into and just hoping that things would work out well. So now, however, Daniel's business has completely changed. He's not even, he doesn't work for clients anymore. We're completely working with Just Set Farmhouse. We do house flips, do, you know, we're building a new house now. Uh, so life has just completely changed. Wow. That, thanks for sharing that. Uh, now for Daniel's, um, the dreams that he wrote down was that part of your process that was driving you to live in a trailer and to take the risk tell me about how that fit into your your plan absolutely so when we met and his his dad is very business savvy person so we kind of sat down with him and kind of like talked out this long-term plan like do we rent a condo where you know our kids are just kind of like have nowhere to play and we're paying out all of our money to pay for this condo and my car and your car. And then we have nothing to show for it in five years. Or do we sell both of our vehicles, buy this camper, buy your parents' old suburban that is barely making it. I'll stay home with the kids every single day and have no vehicle. Like I had to wait for him to get home if I wanted to go anywhere. And you go to work, you know, do what you need to do. And I'll sit here. And we knew, we knew it was a major sacrifice. People rolled their eyes at us. Like, what are y'all doing? Wow. <laughs> but we that if we wanted to get ahead and we wanted to be able to grow this dream that we both wanted so badly, even though we didn't exactly know how it was all going to work out, we knew that making those sacrifices at that point in our lives would make it a greater chance of those other things coming true someday. Mm. Obviously I've not met Daniel yet. I hope to someday, but Noel, was there ever, was there ever a time when you, or maybe both of you said, Oh my gosh, this is not <laughs> worth it. Let's, let's move to a cul-de-sac somewhere and call it a day. To be completely honest, we both say that it was the best time of our lives. <laughs> Tell me more about that. <laughs> what, why? It just, you, I mean, we just got married. So 
you had nowhere to go. If you're mad at each other, you couldn't be like, I'm going to go sleep on the couch and yeah, not talk to you for the night. Like, no, you had to work it out. Like you're, you're five feet from each other, no matter where you go in the camper, you have to get along. So you're right there with each other. We were on his parents' property, which is on the river. So you had, you know, this beautiful land, the kids could go play. They had a horse, you know, horses there, the kids played on all the time. Um, it, we loved it. It was simple. It was just us young and in love and, you know, preparing for a dream that we had no idea what we were preparing for, but we were hoping. There's a lot there. I mean, for those that are listening that maybe they're just starting out in life, they're new, newly married. And um, this, these are great times. I remember when Michelle and I were married, we've been married 30 years, uh, 32 wow. years now. We had, uh, <laughs> we talk about this a lot. When the kids were young, I remember we drove to Colorado, Noel, to uh, see our, uh, her parents. We had $17 in the checking account, <laughs> right? And we look back on it now and we still talk about that, that time, stressful, <laughs> but it was one of the more enjoyable times of our lives. And for some of those reasons that you mentioned, it's just, you didn't know any better. You're on this journey. You're having fun. You were just figuring it out along the way with someone that you deeply love and respect. And there's something to that, isn't there? Absolutely. We, we wouldn't trade it for a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. And it does make you appreciate what you have now too, right? Absolutely. And that's, I think a lot of people in, in the comment section and in different, different aspects of our social media life, I'll call it, um, you know, they ask like, how, how are you so humble and how, how do you just stay so real, even though, you know, everything in your life is completely changed. I'll never forget. I will never forget what it was like. And if there's one, I always say, if there's one little girl out there in this world who is where I was, you know, even 10 years ago, or even as a child or up to even 10 years ago, if I can encourage her and motivate her and let her know that it can be okay and it can be better than okay, I'm going to shout it from the rooftops and I will never stop doing that. Mm, I love it. I love it. Well, let's, that maybe that's the bridge now to your book. I'd like to talk to you about your new book, From the Ground Up. Uh, tell me about the motivation behind why writing the book, why the title, what was behind that for you? So the book just completely plays into the house. It's a metaphor pretty much for this house. So not only did we build a beautiful home, you know, basically pulled our bootstraps up and made it happen. That's the same thing that I've done with my life. And from, you know, roots of poverty and religious oppression, not letting those things become a burden and an excuse but rather a motivating factor to do better and be better and make a better life for my kids. And, and the house is just the same way. We, we had, you know, no tools. We had just started it from nothing and we were able to turn it into something just so amazing and so beautiful that has been able to inspire just so many people along the way. You know, a few minutes ago, you were talking about that, that if you can just influence that one, one girl, right? Uh, why, why is that so important to you? Um, I can hear it in your voice. I can, I, I can hear as you're talking about your book and influencing others. Why, why is that so key for you? Honestly, 
I think maybe because I grew up so sheltered. And so I just didn't know. I didn't know that, you know, things could be better. I thought that everybody's life was like mine behind closed doors. And I thought that everybody's, you know, everything was chaos and poverty. And that's just what I thought life was. And back in the 80s and 90s and, you know, Midwest America, you didn't know, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have, you know, I had novels and that was like the only, I read all the time. And that was the only glimmer of hope that I had. And now that I'm where I'm at and we have the tools that we have and we have social media where we can reach down into the smallest corners of anywhere in the world and well, almost anywhere in the world right. and share that story. I just want to be that voice that I wish I would have had. Mm. That's a powerful driving force for you. And, and that's a whole different way, by the way, of looking at social media. So much of the time, social media is about, it's very, you know, ego-driven. It's about us and yourself. And, but no, you're talking about social media very differently, which is refreshing. You're, you're talking about social media as a way to be authentic and to connect with people. And talk to us a bit about how, how has that been your strategy Intentional or not, I think it's just who you are. But tell, talk to us about that, how that's changed things. I think just knowing what an impact you can make. I mean, whether I'm talking to a 13, I mean, I get DMs from direct messages from parents saying, you know, my 13-year-old daughter wanted to get a Rubbermaid reveal for Christmas and she's in like scrubbing her bathroom with it, like something so small like that up to someone, you know, my age saying, Hey, you know, we've seen your journey and now we want to build a house too. Like we've been inspired by what you've done and that's what we want to do now. We want to make this happen. So just knowing that you can influence and show people that what, what you can accomplish, whether it's the simple, the mundane, the you know, day-to-day life of motherhood, of cleaning, of cooking, all the way up to building a home or writing a book. I mean, all in between, you can show people what that looks like and how we're doing it and where I fail and where I mess up and where the strengths are and how I'm able to do it positively for my kids. And I just, I love that you can share all that realness and all that authenticity and they appreciate it and they love it. And I don't know, it feels, I feel like it gives me more drive and me more purpose to be able to share that. And it definitely was not like, I always have tried to be very authentic in my journey. And I think like six months after I started my Instagram account, I had a very negative experience, which I talk about in the book with just some, um, like social media bullying almost. Oh boy. Yeah. And Up until that point, I think I had been very passive, like, you know, yes, I'm, I'm this person, but I'm just going to like, just sit here and kind of hope that that's who I attract, you know? Well, after that incident, I realized that I couldn't just sit back and hope for that change and hope to see that around me. I had to be vocal. I had to be adamant and let people know this is who I am. This is what I stand for. And that this is what I'm here to provide the world. And I had someone come to me a couple weeks ago, someone else that has a huge platform too. And they said, you know, I've, I've really noticed that your comment section 
is always positive. Mm. I don't know how familiar you are with TikTok, but TikTok is known for its hatred. <laughs> like you, you get some <laughs> comment sections and it is just like, oh my goodness, you know, like how, like how can these people be so negative? <laughs> uh, somehow I've attracted this just positivity. I mean, not that I don't deal with, you know, negativity here and there, it definitely exists, but it's not the overarching tone of my comment section. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, it's because I'm intentional about it. Intentional, intentional about attracting that positivity, letting people know that that's who we are. That's what we stand for. And that's what we're here to bring to this world. So that just made a big difference for me being intentional with it. Really refreshing and great insights on that. Uh, Noelle, you know, I, I was talking to a friend of mine who does a lot on social media, nothing, <laughs> nothing nearly to your level. But we were talking about this and we landed on the following, that it's almost as if in this world, we, we try to be so ambiguous and often that doesn't serve the world. It doesn't serve ourselves. But when you can, when you can really get specific about who you are and be true to that and be authentic with that and, and share that with the world, it can change everything. Uh, it, it can f- have you feel more empowered of, of saying, you know what? I am this person. God, God did give me these talents and these strengths. And who am I to shirk from that? Exactly. Am and I, I think right? it took a while to own that. Like, I think it did because like, who am I? Like, I'm just, you know, some no-name person that has no experience, no training, no authority in any of these matters. Yeah. Like, I, I'm a house cleaner. I'm not a house builder. Like, who am I really? Just a mom, just a mom is doing my best to provide a life for my kids. So you question that, like who, who am I giving this kind of advice and to help people, but you just have to lean into it and own it. And like, this is who I am. This is what I've learned. And I'm just here to share this journey with you, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, all of it. And that's just, that's what I'm here for. You know, as, as, as people think about their goals and they're, they're taking their next steps, they, you know, they may want to improve their life. We all do. Um, what, what do you see as kind of a common theme? What gets in people's way from taking those next steps and getting out of their comfort zone and taking action? What do you think? Um, I think a lot of people struggle with what, what are others going to think about me? What, what if, they don't support me. And I know I see this a lot with people trying to start their own personal branding on social media or even a business. And I always joke that if I had had to count on my family and friends to support, to get me to where I'm at, it would have never happened because, you know, people are, they're just living their own lives. They're not necessarily going to be there. And, you know, like, and they don't understand always like exactly what is social media and what are you trying to accomplish here? Um, so just not worrying about what people think everyone's got an opinion, like that doesn't matter. And this is what I tell my kids all the time. The only person whose opinion of you matters is yours. And you're the one that knows all of it, the ins, the outs, the deepest secrets. And if you like yourself and if you are happy with where you're going and what you're trying to accomplish, that is all that matters. It is you and you alone. (laughs) And that's the only person you can change too. (laughs) Very great point. I was yes. talking to a, a friend of mine. He's also a mentor of mine. And, and uh, I was expressing some, some of those same thoughts to him about, you know, boy, I don't know if I'm qualified to do this project. And, and uh, very, you know, he said, look, <laughs> you got to tell yourself, you are the guy. Yes. You are the guy. And, and apparently I have to convince you of that. <laughs> yes. It was a really good wake up call about how, you know what, we, 
for you, we, we are that individual. We do have that right to own who we are and to, and to as you said a couple of times, provide that to the world. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We're here for a reason. The path, you know, like I said earlier, everything happens for a reason. The things that are supposed to be in our lives are here and letting self-doubt or worry or feeling inadequate is only going to stumble us and, you know, get in the way of ourselves. We have to be able to just push past that and be our best self for the world and know that we're going to fail and know that we're going to make mistakes and that it's going to be okay. And that realness and that authenticity are what matter because we're all humans. There's not, you know, no one's perfect out there. We all made mistakes. So just owning it and doing your best. So Noel, um, Daniel's uh, high school writing has got you this far. Um, I'm curious, what's next for, for both of you? You mentioned something about what's next. Where are you taking things for you and for Jet Set and your, for your family? So we, the, the house that we thought was the dream, the pinnacle, the end game of our, our lives and our dreams actually turned into a stepping stone, much to my chagrin at first. It was definitely not my idea, my plan. I was, it took me a good, probably six months. <laughs> to, and that's just now been six months for those of you who know when we sold our house um, to truly accept it and you know, know that this is what is supposed to happen. Um, so we, we sold the house. We are in a rental right now. We bought some new land and we're doing it all over again. You are. Are. So we're taking everything that we learned, all the experience that we got, and get, so what Daniel realized in the process of this is obviously it birthed my, it birthed something for me. It birthed this Jet Set Farmhouse. That's now what I do. And that's kind of become my goal and my passion and what my life is about. But for him, he realized that it wasn't just a one-time thing. He realized that he loved it so much and it was even cooler than he ever thought it would be as a high school student sitting there writing his paper that he, he wants to do it again. Will we always do it for ourselves? Probably not. You know, we'll probably build like spec homes that we'll just sell, he'll just sell to whoever. Um, but he just realized that that truly is a passion for him. And he's just so excited to be in a position that that's what he can solely focus on. How fun, how fun. Yes. Noel, have you thought about this though? I'd, I'd hate to even bring this up. I don't want to jinx you guys, but you, <laughs> what, what you and Daniel have done, you were boy, you were ignorance on fire, right? You were just going for it. And now that you actually are wiser and you've done it, uh, are, are, are you doing things differently? Have you noticed that you're changing? Maybe even not for the better as far as being, being too wise or too smart? Me with building the new house? Yeah. Oh, yes. Things have changed. <laughs> How so? That, that was my list. That was on my list of non-negotiables. So when he, so he had wanted to sell the house for a while and we went to Utah for a few weeks, had so much fun exploring with the kids and came home. And I was like, you know what? That was a lot of fun. Maybe we should sell the house and just do some traveling. Next thing I know, he has the real estate agent on the phone. He has the employees over there fixing things like it's going on the market. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on here. So I write out this list of like non-negotiables, things that need to happen for me to like, know this is what is supposed to happen. And like every single thing happened that was on my list, plus things I didn't even think to put on the list. But one of the things was that 
I will personally not be framing our next house. <laughs> so it took us three months to frame this thing. Neither of us had ever framed a house in our lives. And we were oh, out God. there, nail gun in hand, like learning, okay, King Jack stud, like figuring this out as we go, framed up an entire house in three months, whereas normally that would just take, you know, a couple of weeks. Um, so that is definitely not happening this time. We've learned that while, you know, for different people have different priorities and different abundances. So at that point in our lives, our abundance was time. So like clearing the land, for example, it took us three months to clear our land. This new property, we hired somebody and it took them two weeks. So, but now our abundance is more than money. So it's okay that we hired somebody. So we have learned that as we go into this next build, we don't have to lean into the time as much and we can sub more things out and actually maybe enjoy the process a little more versus just working from sunup to sundown for 18 months straight. That's awesome. Well, it'll be fun to see where that takes you. And we can, we can follow that journey as well. Uh, how should we follow that journey, Noelle? We got set farmhouse on all platforms. We probably post the most on TikTok. So if everyone jump on over to that platform, if you're not there yet, but we're Jet Set Farmhouse on everything. Noel, the, the book From the Ground Up, there's a sub subtitle or a sub you know, phrase on it as well about building your dream, a dream house and a beautiful life with grit and grace. And I'd like to know why the grit and grace, pretty intentional what you're using there. Why did you choose those words? Let's see. I've, I've always been told that I'm a fighter, that I'm a, I'm push hard. You know, I never just take no for an answer. Like I'm always going to find a way to make something happen if I have my heart set on it. And I thought my dad was in an accident when I was 12 and he was paralyzed from the neck down, told he would never walk again. Oh my gosh. Met him at this day. You probably would not even realize that he was paralyzed because he's taught himself to walk again he does things that most 30 year old men probably couldn't do. He's very just tough, tough person. And watching him go through that and push himself just instilled this fire in me that this grit in me that no matter what happens in my life, no matter how low I get, no matter what negativity happens, my whatever happens in my life, I can overcome it and I can you know, learn from it and just have that grit to move on and make things happen. While at the same time, kind of the, the counter to that is sometimes as a fighter, as a, you know, go-getter kind of person, you forget the grace part. You forget the love, to love yourself, to love others around you and to enjoy life and to be able to relax and not, you know, take that pressure off. Like you, you just kind of lean into the grit sometimes. So learning to give yourself grace and to just be able to relax and enjoy your family, all, all the fun things in life equally while you're fighting for them is just so important. So I hope that my life and my testimony teaches that equally to the world. Very nice. Very nice. Noelle, it's been so much fun having you here with us one more time. How do we, how do we stay in touch with you and follow you? 
Jet Set Farmhouse. The Jet has two T's, S has one T. Noelle, thank you so much for being part of the I Dare You podcast. It has been such fun to get to know you and a delight just to learn more about where you've been and where you're taking things. I appreciate your authenticity. Such a humble leader and learned so much from you today. And for those listening, if you've had that same experience, I invite you to leave a review on the podcast, but also this episode. Uh, follow me on Instagram. I'm at Darren Johnson one and drop me a message. Let me know how you're liking things. And also, I'm at, uh, you can email me at DarrenJohnson at Mac.com. So, Noel, if you ever, open invite, if you ever need help clearing a lot, putting up sheetrock, uh, doing any work around the house, I am there for you, okay? I appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me. Everyone, thank you for dropping in and listening to that conversation with Noel. There is so much there that she shared with us, and it all comes from just being more authentic and humble and with that mission and that mindset of serving the world. So uh, love that. So uh, please do leave a review on how you're liking the podcast so far and get ready because episode four, we're going to be talking to Olympian Scott Hamilton. Just, you know, he's the most recognizable male figure skater in the world. You saw him a great deal in the 2022 Winter Olympics. And uh, we have a chance to talk to him and get his insights in all things life and leadership and faith. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And thank you again for dropping in and listening to these conversations on the I Dare You podcast.